You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. All right, welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard. Guys, guess who's back? It's Evan. Evan, what's going on, man? You know, just living life, having a good time, and uh, I'm happy to be back, and I'm happy to talk about these bowl games. Evan, we're all happy to have you back, because Lord knows, people got tired of just hearing my voice doing this thing over and over and over again without you, so I'm happy just to hear you ask me questions. Oh, that's so nice. All right, man, let's, uh, well, here's the thing. We're, We're getting ready to talk bowl games, but let's just hope that... The New Year's Six Day Bowls are exempt from all of the people opting out because what you're seeing, and not just the players opting out, I mean the teams and bowl games being canceled because five and counting. I mean, Central Michigan lucked their way into a higher-paying bowl. I don't think I've ever seen that happen, that a team who was only supposed to get like a you know a couple hundred thousand dollars ends up getting like $2.3 million because they just happened to be available – and they couldn't play in their bowl game, so they moved up to a higher bowl. Never seen that happen, but yeah, you're seeing bowl games getting canceled left to right. The holiday bowl got canceled five hours before kickoff. I felt sorry for any fan who flew out there because it got me to thinking, like, when I flew out to the Sun Bowl four years ago with Michigan State, I mean, the holiday bowl when Michigan State was in it, I would have been pissed. You travel all the way out there only to find out. Yeah, sorry guys. This this thing's not going to cancel. I mean, it's canceled. So enjoy San Diego. Yeah, and you have to really really feel bad for the kids too because I mean, imagine you you've put in what? What do you get? 15 practices? Yeah. So you did all of that over the winter while trying to get school and you know, you probably missed some <laughs> holidays or whatever it might be playing trying to play in these bowl games and then Four hours beforehand, they figure out that they can't play the game, and it's like you all should have had that figured out yesterday. I don't understand that, but it's also kind of crazy that you don't hear any COVID news at all from the playoff teams. And I think you're not going to hear anymore. I think Georgia came out with the scare. Uh, JT Daniels and the uh, wide receiver Pickens, right? Uh, Pickens, yeah, Pickens got it. Pickens was clear like the day next day. Daniels has been cleared. He could play, and I think that's all you're going to hear about it. I don't even think they're going to test it because there's such a strict mandate that the semifinal game said, we're not going to postpone games, guys. We're just going to say you forfeit it, and we're going to move on. And for some reason, let's just say Cincinnati is the only healthy team. They're winning the national championship by default. So I don't think they're going to test. I think they're going to move on unless you are showing symptoms they're going to hold you out, and they're going to hope that the team holds you out. But I don't think they're going to test anymore, not in those games. Well, yeah. 
Well, it's too much what, money. We've, what we've talked about too numerous times on this is that there's no governing body that's testing all these schools that you have to make sure. Like the NCAA has never put somebody in charge that like you have to send your tests in. But it's all like on the honor system, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. And they don't, you know, it's, it's why like in the NFL, they have to tell you what the injuries are. And, and college football, nope. they don't have to. They could just simply say he's out. And we don't know when he's going to be back. Or he we didn't don't, dress Mel, as an internal matter that we'll deal with on our own. Mel Tucker, <laughs> we don't talk about injuries. Yep, exactly. Or, you know, Jim Harbaugh doesn't put out the you know the depth chart. You know what I mean? He doesn't. And it's just, that's the way college football is. But, I mean, it just sucks that all these games are getting pulled out. And what, what were your thoughts on the Ohio State kids not playing in the Rose Bowl? Oh, you knew that was going to happen. Because here's the thing. For schools like Ohio State and Alabama... It, it truly, Evan, is if we don't make the national championship game, we don't really care about this bowl game. Yeah, it's like a failure of a season, isn't it? It is. And, you know, I heard Mike talking and rambling on and on yesterday while I was on vacation saying, well, I can't believe it's the Rose Bowl, for God's sake, and where's the tradition? And I, and I sent him a text that said, you, you sound like an old man <laughs> because that's not, that is not how college football is now. Certain schools set a standard. And if you don't hit that standard, everything else is like, huh, okay. It's it's the reason why Michigan State does not hang Sweet 16 banners anymore because you expect to make it to the Sweet 16 and win mm-hmm. those games in basketball. It's certain standards. And in football, if Alabama, if Georgia, if Ohio State, if Clemson doesn't make it to the, I mean, to the playoffs, it's whatever. I, I fully expect Clemson – to just tank today in their in their ball game because they don't care. There's no motivation. You don't go to Ohio State to just win a Rose Bowl. The days of Woody and Bo are gone. Well, that was the ultimate goal. You go to Ohio State to win a title. So now, hey, but we can send you out to the Rose Bowl. You guys like that, don't you? No, we don't, and we're opting out. And honestly, if I'm Ryan Day, I'm not playing C.J. Stroud the whole game. Yeah, I, I wouldn't treat either. this. I'm going to treat this game as if it were, you know, uh, Colorado State or it was Youngstown State. I'll play him for maybe the first quarter. And then after that, he's done. There's nothing he can show me that he hasn't shown me already. People are, well, you, it's the, but Utah's going to kill you. So what? Yeah, so what? So you got a Rose Bowl trophy. Big deal. It means nothing to Ohio State. Now, if it were Indiana, if it were Michigan State, if it were Michigan in the Rose Bowl, it would mean something. Because they, you know, it would be a prize. But to Ohio State, not making it to a playoff game is not a prize. Right. And I think I saw yesterday that Ohio State has been to the Rose Bowl 16 times, which is like the third most all time for any school to play in that game. And what you mentioned earlier about C.J. Stroud I thought was kind of interesting. Do you think we'll ever see an underclassman like him who has so much to lose sit out a bowl game like this to then play next year? Because it, it kind of goes along with, you know, the Garrett Wilsons of the world don't want to get injured because what they have for next year. Next year for C.J. Stroud could put him as a top-five pick in the NFL. So why would you want to risk it this year when you have all of that to play for next year? Evan, I said that about him now. But I got pushback. The people got so angry and upset with me, but – it's more of a thing that he would have to be on the same page with Ryan Day. But right. if I'm the coach, son, I don't need you to play in this game. I don't need you to come out there. 
And then people, well, he could get hurt in spring practice. Not really, because he's got a jersey on that says you can't hit him. Yeah, unless he pulls a quad or something like that. That's the only, or he twists his ankle on his own. That's the only way, because you don't get touched. If you get touched, like and that's like the most sacrilegious thing you can do in football practice. Yeah, you're cut. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking a scholarship. If you if you touch my quarterback. Man, you're gone. Listen, if you How about get, that, if a quarterback gets hurt in spring practice, it's usually a, a hand hitting a helmet while throwing, right? That's usually yeah. the biggest injury that comes out of it. This is one of those things that, yeah, it, it's it's it comes with the changing of times, and it, it does. And I was telling Mike you, yesterday too that you know we as fans are also partially to blame for this because yeah. we want more, 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 and now we have. 30 bowl games, and they're not as important anymore. Evan, with every new thing comes something, a repercussion that you didn't plan on. Yep. Some Something like, think about this. To put it in a different way so people can maybe digest this. Remember back in the day, and I think you, you may be young enough that there was no such thing as cell phones. Oh, yeah. So I had a pager, man. Okay, you had a pager. <laughs> but it, it, but think, Okay, but here's the thing. Before there was anything... Even before pagers, when you were out of touch, you were just out of touch. Period. If people called you, the, the repercussions of having a phone was a busy signal. Then all of a sudden, two. I mean, then all of a sudden you could you could uh, uh, call waiting came in, or the answering now, machine even. Jeez, answering machine. So now the repercussion is, well, I left you a message, or I tried calling you, but you didn't click over. Okay, that's new problems. Now fast forward to pagers. You got pagers. Now you can get in touch with me anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, I paged you, but you didn't call me back. Well, yeah, there's there wasn't a cell, there wasn't a payphone around. I couldn't call you. Right. Back. <laughs> so now there's cell phones, and now you get inundated with okay, I can just pick up the phone and call you, and now you get spam calls from all over mm-hmm. telling you, hey, would you like your insurance? Like every new piece of technology we get, there are unforeseen circumstances and repercussions that come from it. I say that to say the same with this playoff system. Is it perfect? No. And it's going to it's going to produce new problems and new things that you're going to have to adjust to. But that's just life in the big city, man. You're never going to go backwards. I'm quite sure that there were people so upset when the forward pass got introduced into football. You're ruining the game. I can't believe you're done. you're just throwing the ball. The tough guys just run it. And then you got used to it and then we move forward. It's going to happen. Now, you're going to have to expand the playoffs, which I've said, and that's going to keep kids from sitting out. Or you're going to have to – you're basically going to have to take that bowl payout and pay the players to play your game Yeah. if you want this thing to happen. Now, another suggestion that was brought up to me last night, and it's actually kind of smart, the easiest thing the NCAA can do right now, if you want to make sure you have teams who can play and have eligible players, is – to get rid of that uh, four game and you lose your eligibility for freshmen. If you tell the freshmen, if you play in the bowl game, it doesn't count. You may have enough players to field a team now. If, yeah. if, if your sole purpose is just to field a team. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. Cause I was, I was curious about that and you probably know better than anybody, but for these bowl games, can you travel with your whole hundred man roster? No, no, you can't. Okay. No, uh, I think you could. I think you could take eighty-five. Okay, but that's it. I, the the hundred and five is is the that's including all the walk-ons, and that's only at home. 
Okay. Yeah, and I knew that you it was only 60 at home. On the road. And I was just curious with these bowl games and with everything going on this year, if maybe they made an exception. But then, I mean, if you're playing those bottom 20 kids, I mean, you're better off not playing that game, right? Well, let's see. It, 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 do you just want the win or you just want the money? Right. And that, and it's a big thing. And, I mean, like you said with Central, they, they not only went from 175 k to millions, they went from YouTube to CBS. Like, right. it was a no-brainer for them, right? Yeah, so they got the money. So Central's won already. They can get blown out today. Well, yeah, and they're going to get their, their great running back on national TV. You know what I mean? Everybody talked about how good this kid was. Now let the world see, right? So, yeah, so if you're Central, this is the thing that happens to you. It's a flawed system, folks. So rather than sit there and nitpick it all, maybe we just learn to embrace this and figure out a way to to deal with it and make it better. Because that's all I keep hearing is, well, what about this and what about that? And it's like, guys, you can come up with the anecdotes of uh, anecdotal stuff of what about this? And the, it doesn't matter. Okay, it's not going anywhere. It's going to expand eventually once people get off their ass and realize this is the thing that has to happen. Yeah. Plain and simple. Well. You know what? I'm still looking forward to Thursday and Friday, though. Like, more than I have in a long time. See, the Thursday game, the Peach Bowl for Michigan State, I'm not looking forward to it as much. I want to see if they can go out there and maybe get their 11th victory. But in a game that I thought, okay, this could be a good game, Pittsburgh coming out there with Kenny Pickens could light up Michigan State. Or the secondary learned anything. Instead, Pittsburgh's coming out with their backup QB, and it just kind of leads you wondering, you know, Kenneth Walker's not playing in the game. I don't know. I looked at it as pretty much every game that I've watched so far where you don't know what to expect in the game, and you you, you just kind of have to sit and watch to wait to see what happens. But I think that's but, what I'm so anxious about is the anticipation of not knowing, right? It's almost like – the first game of the year when we were talking about them going to Northwestern and we didn't you know, know what point. we were going to see. And, and I want to see some of the, the other guys. I want to see, I want to see uh Naylor come back and see how that hand is. I want to see what Reed's going to do, what he's going to say after the game, if he's going to come back to Michigan state. And I want to see what Jordan Simmons, I want to see Harold Joyner a little bit more than we got to see this year. Because I mean, if you think about it before this season started, we talked probably not, no, I'm going to say when we, I mean the majority, because you you spotted Kenneth Walker right away. But a lot of people thought since Harold Joyner was coming from Auburn and had played at Auburn that he was going to be the guy, but now he has a chance to be the guy. So I would like to see that in Elijah Collins and just and just see see what Mel could do with a month off, right? Yeah, but I think what you're also going to see is that you're going to, you're going to find out how much of that was Kenneth Walker well, and, and it wasn't the offensive line. Could be depressing, Evan. It could be, and, and so <laughs> be it. But you know what? Sometimes you need to be humbled to really, really learn who you are as a football team, right? No, I think the team knows that they. Um, <laughs> I think I think they know it's bad, and you, you see this in recruiting with the offensive lineman that they're bringing in, and they're taking a look at the transfer portal of maybe bringing in an offensive lineman or two. I I, I think that they know that, that that it is bad, so. What do you think um, about the about Mel Tucker saying the kids that went in the portal, if they want to still play, they can? I mean, at this point, you're here. Why not? You're still a part of the team. I agree. Because with I that. think he I think he what he's saying is I'm not kicking these kids out. The kids are leaving. 
Mm-hmm. Because right now, you know, to some, it's like, well, Tucker's this bad guy. And, you know, my God, I've, I've had, and it's funny because I seem to only get this question from, from a lot of Michigan fans of, well, what's going on with Tucker? Why does he have so many people leaving? And, you know, is, is that a sign of something that he's doing wrong? And I'm like, no, I, I really don't think so. I think it's just um, it's just a t- sign of the times, guys. It's just it's what it is. Well, no, but he's got people leaving out of his first class. And I keep saying, OK, but tell me one guy who's left that you would insert into the starting lineup. Right, I'll wait. And, and I mean, college is so different now with this one-time transfer rule where I feel like some kids are coming in as a, a tryout basis. You know what I mean? They're not well, coming is. here that they're going to bleed green and white for the rest of their life. They're coming here to see if it's a fit, and if not, how can they use the university, not in a bad way, to propel themselves to another college? That or Evan, sometimes water finds its level. You think that you're good enough to get here, and you don't want to sit and wait your turn, so you go someplace else. Chase Klein, example. Chase Klein started at linebacker at the beginning of the season. He left after this fourth game, and now Chase Klein is going to Eastern Michigan. Mm -hmm. No offense to Chase, but I think water found its level. He'll be very, very good there. Right. So it, it, it is what happens, and I just don't think that a lot of people understand that Transfers are going to happen every year, and for some kids, the sooner you realize you're not going to play at this level, the better, because you can now go someplace else and improve your stock if you want to get to the league. But, yeah, I mean, Chase Klein, everybody else that's on there, I was like, it's no big deal. And then you got a guy like Xavier Henderson in the press conference saying that it's an NFL style around here. If you're not bringing anything to the table, you're not going to be on the team. And and I think Michigan State fans are okay with that because – this is how you improve yourself. You don't carry around a lot of dead weight. And I think that's where, uh, honestly, I think that's where, uh, you know, Mark D'Antonio hurt himself, especially late, was because they kept around players who couldn't help you. Every player on your team should be good enough to help you beat Ohio State. Period. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and that I guy that. can't, they can't. Now, now in this game, we got to wait to see what uh, how Michigan State can handle the backup QB and and if they're going to throw anything at, at Nick Patty, the pit QB who's going to be playing in the game. How are you going to handle him? Do you bring heat? Are you going to just sit back and let him pick you apart? Is it going to be the Purdue game all over again? Mm. Or are you going to make this guy uncomfortable? So a lot's going to be looked at of what Scotty Hazleton is going to do offensively. Having Naylor and Reed back there, I think you'll see a lot more of Malik Carr. You saw that big catch that he had in the, uh, in the uh, Penn State game, and I think that MSU is going to use him a lot more, and, and uh, you know as the season progresses and, and as his career goes on at MSU, he could kind of become that Kyle Pitts type of uh, tight end slash receiver where he's just a big mismatch. So there's a lot to be looked at in this game, but def- I think most of, most importantly, it's defensively. What can you do? Because that's what's going to – that's your, – your defense you, – you, you won 10 games despite having a horrible defense. Let's just call it what it is. Which is always going <laughs> to flabbergast me that you can have that bad of a defense and still win 10 games in the conference that you play in. I mean, Penn State was still now, a tough game. You know what I mean? It I was. Mean, now they're, they're – 
even though Kenny Pickens is out, Jordan Addison, the the Bolitnikoff winner at wide receiver, is still playing in this game. I don't know why, but he's still playing in the game. So what are you going to do? How are you going to shut him down? That's going to be the big thing for MSU. But if Tucker can get that 11th win, second gear, feather in his cap, he's got a, he had a pretty good recruiting class. He still has a couple of spots to fill. He's got two assistant coaches spots to fill. I think he's he's bringing one of the guys back. He was a GA. Yep. Uh, it's not official yet, so I won't say his name, but I think, well, I will. It's Ephraim Reed. Uh, looks like he may be coming back on the staff at some point, but he still has another spot open. Now, will that spot go to Thomas Wilcher, or will he go and try to find some big-time national recruiter because – Mel gets it. It's about can you recruit and can you recruit well? Mm-hmm. And and Piegler, you know, he may have, you know, looked like a nerd, but my man knew talent. He was the one that discovered Walker when nobody else saw the potential. He saw the potential and said, we need to jump on this kid. Mm-hmm. He was a big-time recruiter for a lot of other guys. He's going to be missed. So you want to try to find somebody young and energetic who can go out and connect with these types of kids to bring them in so that you could get, you know, uh, uh, you could jumpstart this team and get them on the winning track. And getting 11 wins in year two, plus you're bringing back your quarterback. And I got to be honest with you, man, I got a feeling you may see a lot of players coming back next year. I'm kind of getting gathering that, too. I mean, even Kenneth Walker, I was a little shocked because, I mean, you sat there after the Penn State game with me where – he was asked about it, and he, he said, yeah, my intention is right now, but I'm not really thinking about that. You know, so- Okay, Walker, Walker, here's the thing. Walker wanted to come back, and he was told by everybody, you're not coming yeah, back. Yeah, it was kind of the Jaron Jackson thing, right, where it's like, no, we, we, we would love to have you. We would love to have right. you, but for you, this is what you need to do. Right, so, but you may see wide receivers sticking around. You may see... Safety sticking around. Mm-hmm. You you may see a, a loaded team next year. Uh, and if that's the case, then if your offensive line is good and your defensive line is good, yeah, you, you should be able to continue the success because a lot of people are going to be white waiting to see, well, is it was it just because he got lucky with Kenneth Walker? Because, God, only stupid fans say that, but they just say that all the time. And I'm like, no, guys. He put together a team. Well, you can't build a team through the portal. Yes, you can. Why not? Yes, you can. I mean, it's the same way as you can do it through recruiting. Well, they the kids don't understand what they're coming into. Well, either does a freshman. Like, what are we talking no. about here? Would you rather no. recruit a kid that's played in a Power Five game or any college football at all, or somebody that's playing against me in the McC- in the MAC? You know what I mean? Right. Like, and it's like, were, were you destroying relationships with the high school coaches? Like, no, you're not, because those same coaches will be calling you when one of their players jumps into the portal and says, hey, Michigan State, want to take a chance on my guy. Exactly. So it, it, it amazes me how people try to make the portal fit their narrative, but I'm like, it's, it's like college football playoffs. It's not going anywhere, so you might as well embrace it. Will it have some unforeseen circumstances? Absolutely it will, Evan. Sure. It's not a perfect system, but – to go out there and bring in people, it allows you to feel it's it's like in, in the major sports. You can build your team through the draft, or you can go out and spend money on free agency to fill in gaps you need right here, right now, rather than waiting to develop this player in the minor leagues or or wait for this rookie to finally come into his own. Yep. So yeah, for MSU, 
it's basically what are you going to do? What's life without Walker going to look like? And do you have somebody already that can take his place? Is it Harold Joyner? Is it Elijah Collins making that comeback? And what can the defense do? For Michigan and their bowl game, going up against Georgia, you know, the whole team's vaccinated, but it looks like they may be out. Rumor has it they're going to be minus one of their best defensive players. So I don't know if this is true. Things could change. It is a rumor. I am not reporting this, Evan, but one of their big-time safeties may not be playing in this game. Which, so if you ask me, is a very, very, very important part to that defense. It's right behind yes. Hutchinson and Ajabo, specifically yes. for this game, because Georgia's tight end, Bowers, is something that you don't typically see out of a tight no. end, let alone a true freshman tight end. Right. He's he's a freak. he's Kyle Pitts all right. He's Kyle Pitts already. Right. As a true freshman, he's he's he catches everything thrown his way. He's huge. He embraces contact. Like the, mm-hmm. I didn't watch many Georgia games this year except for that really that game against Alabama and I was like I cannot believe how good this kid is as a true freshman. You know, most true freshmen that end up being really, really good, you see some glimpses here or there. No, this kid, every single game just was amazing. Yeah, now if you're Michigan, it's very simple. You need to jump out to an early lead. Mm -hmm. You need to, You think they take the kick if they get it? You have to. Okay. Not only do you take the kick, but you take a page out of Michigan State and you run the flea flicker the first play. Because they're gearing for you to try to run the ball down their throat. That's what they do. Georgia's run defense is stout. They're the top defense for a reason. And if you think you're just going to run right through them because Blake Corum is back healthy, you're going to have you can get your feelings hurt. Because I don't think that you will. But the weakness to Georgia is the secondary. Mm-hmm. So while everybody's looking at you to run that ball, you run that flea flicker the very first play you could get a touchdown very similar to what MSU did against Youngstown State when everybody was thought that Walker was about to take it and there's Reed running all by himself down the field. If you can get ahead of Georgia, now you can crush their psyche because they're still a little, their legs are a little wobbly because of the beating that Alabama gave them. They've had to hear for a month now that they're no good. They've had to hear for a month now that, well, maybe they're overrated and who have they played? If you jump ahead of them, you'll crush their psyche, and maybe they start believing that. So if I'm Michigan, damn right, take the ball. You got to score. You got and Harbaugh has shown the propensity. He's going to go for it on fourth down. He's going to do whatever it takes to keep the ball in his hands. You can't play scared in this game. I don't think Harbaugh is going to do that because playing scared is not something they've done this year. As a matter of fact. He's almost been Dan Campbell-like where he's just going forward on fourth down in his own territory, and you're like, whoa, Jim, you really want to do this? But it's paid off most of the time because he's got the backs who could do it, whether it's, uh, you know, a, a Coram who just runs right up there or, or uh, 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 the other back, Haskins, who just always falls forward. Yep. So now you're, you're including Donovan Edwards in there. He's coming in there with some type of trick plays. They have the offensive firepower to mix things up, but they're going to have to pass the ball. You're going to have to play a game very similar to what they did against Michigan State where at the end of the day, your quarterbacks may end up throwing for over 400 yards if you want to beat Georgia because if they have one weakness, it's their secondary. If you try to run that thing, 
You're not going to be successful. This is a game that I've said, probably the first team to 20 to 21 points wins. Right now, Vegas is still saying Georgia's going to win this thing. All the the big, the heavy bettors are betting Georgia. The, the most money is being placed on Michigan, but the, the, the big-time bettors are putting all their money on Georgia. I think if Michigan has a chance, they have to take the ball. If Georgia wins a toss, they're going to defer. So you're going to get the ball first either way if you take this philosophy, and you have to score that first drive. You make Georgia play catch-up, it can be very similar to what happened to Ohio State Ohio State just had to play catch-up the whole game and never could finally catch up to them. That's the key for Michigan because running the ball is going to be very unsuccessful. Jordan Davis is a big run stopper. He may not get a ton of sacks. You're not getting past the big boy at all. Not in the middle. He's a big boy, too. And, I mean, even – Michigan's line has played very, very good this year, but I don't know if they've seen a defensive front like this. Not like anywhere even close. Not a front seven. No, this is this is the best front seven. And if you're pounding your chest, but look what we did to Ohio State. Ohio State's defense was not good, folks. That's been chronicled all season well, long. And, and mostly by Michigan fans saying that this was a down year for them. Right. So I think that th- in order for Michigan to win – you're going to have to pass the ball. You're going to have to throw it deep. You're going to have to test the secondary. You're going to have to take some chances. Got to be creative. You have to run some tri- yeah, run some creative trick plays. But you got if you can get ahead, Georgia's going to start sweating, and then you're going to see panic and Kirby Smart. Yeah. But if Georgia gets ahead, you can forget about it. What do you think about Stenson Bennett? I mean, if I was a Georgia fan, that kid would make me nervous, but he does seem – a lot you like, know what he is? He's Cade McNamara. That's what I was going to say. He seems a lot like Cade McNamara, where and, he doesn't really make McCarthy, a mistake. And JJ McCarthy is is uh, JT um, Daniels. Uh, Daniels. I was about to say Barrett, but yeah, <laughs> he, the guys on the bench are the five star kids that everybody wants to see. Yeah, but both teams got there because of the guys that the fans really don't like, but they got them there, and you got to roll with the people who got you there. Got to dance with the girl you came with. What do you think going forward happens with that Michigan quarterback situation? Do you envision both of them coming back to Michigan next year? No. I think Harbaugh is going to have to make a decision. I don't think you're going to – if if you say we're going to run this two-quarterback system, I think Kay McNamara is going to be like, well, what what have I done? What have I not done that you still don't trust me enough with this team? And – I think J.J. is thinking, well, you promised me I was going to be the guy. I don't think they both come back. It's going to be a difficult decision to be made. Something's going to happen in the spring. The The smart choice is you stick with the guy who won you a Big Ten title. Yeah, I mean. But I don't think that the fans, and I don't think that they're going to go with the smart choice. I don't think you're going to. see Because here's the problem. If K. McNamara was a senior, this wouldn't be a problem Not because we all know. Okay, well, you know what? He's the guy, and next year it's my team. K still has, I think, what two more years that he can play. Yeah, because of the COVID. So year. one of these guys is not coming back. I, I, if he could pull that off, yeah, that's gonna be something. I think one ends up leaving after the spring practice. Whoever does not win the job, and the fact that you still have to compete for the job says a lot about Kay McNamara because here's the thing. Evan, are we talking about, well, 
I don't know if Peyton Thorne's going to be the quarterback next year for Michigan State. No. No. You're sitting up there saying Michigan State's set for the next two years is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You should be saying the same thing at Michigan. So I, I got a question, and I'm wondering if this is literally a sign of the times that I'm getting way too old. But how do you feel about, like, okay, with everything going on with COVID and games getting shut down and players, and and I'm seeing these videos of, like, the Michigan players, like, out at beaches and stuff. Don't you just tell them to stay in their rooms for a week or no? Am I wrong there? No, I would. I I would tell the guys, you know what? You've seen what girls look like. You've seen what sand looks like. You've seen what water looks like. You could do that on your spring break, but for right now, you're staying in the hotel room. I would go back to the whole John Thompson theory when Big John coached at Georgetown, and they went out to uh, play in the um, the, uh, the 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 uh, the tournament over in Hawaii, uh, the Maui Classic. Yep. And he basically said, no foot should touch the beach while you're here. You're here to play foot basketball, plain and simple. And I would have that same philosophy. I think you may have saw that with Michigan State hoops. You got four players out with COVID. You got to wonder, did any of it happen? Because, you know, that whole little Tom Izzo sing-along thing with the accordion that they do it. Oh, uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. At his show, you know. Sometimes I think we've all gotten a little lax. And in, if I'm any of the four teams, you're doing nothing well, for the it, next couple of weeks. It was just weird because I had saw the comment from Josh Gaddis that this is a business trip. And so I was like, good for them to really hammer it down, say, hey, we can go to the beach on New Year's Day if you want. But up until then, it just I just felt like just play it safe right now. Dude, it's only a week. Here's I the mean, thing. You win this game, and I'll throw the biggest party on the beach on New Year's Eve. Right. We will party. I will, heck, I guess you can, but, dude, I'd bring in the hookers. Whatever you need, I'd bring them. But I guess technically you can't do that. But, yeah, you're going to have a party on the beach. We'll do whatever after the game. But until then, nah. Well, My star players are quarantined. Well, I do. Aiden Hutchinson is not leaving the room, period. Well, he was the first one that I saw. He was posing with the Rose Bowl, or not the Rose Bowl, the Orange Bowl little mascot guy on the beach. And, I'm, and that was the first thing. And I was like, I hope that guy in that suit's vexed. You know what I mean? I'm like, because yeah. you don't know what's going on down there. And it's always been Florida has been more lax than any other state. I mean, you remember what was going on early there. So I, I don't know. I am I could just be old. But I do have an update. Jennifer Hammond had tweeted this from Fox 2. Um, Cade McNamara was asking about Dax Hill traveling down to South Florida. His comment was, it's not our job to comment on that. We'll let Coach answer those questions. Well, I should tell you probably who that person is that we tried to avoid saying. But, yeah, rumors are out there. So yeah, Oh, yeah, just, sorry I'm about that. At- <laughs> no, I'm, no, no, I'm I'm looking at it now. So I no, mean, it's, that question's uh, out there. So it's out there, and if he's not there, that's going to be huge. So we'll and see. I, I'm sure Harbaugh is not going to comment on it anyway. You know what I mean? Right. And uh, Evan, before I let you go, I want to say your boys put up a valiant effort at the uh, the basketball game, uh, Oakland versus Michigan State. What do you uh, mean? Place State was won. packed. It was it was loud, but no, nah, they. It was a fun game. Like, Oakland played their behinds off. I mean, how many games do you have the, what, three leading scores and you still lose? But that was Oakland in that game. I feel like that's always the Oakland-Michigan State game. They have a couple kids that go, like, Kay Felder that one year was phenomenal. Um, I don't know. Don't I'm not going on that tirade today. 
Good for Oakland. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Today's not that day. We got a well, got a big well, week coming up. But I do have a question for you, Rico. It has nothing right. to do with football. Out of five stars, I'm sure you saw Spider Man by now. You gotta I give have. me a give me a five star rating. Give me give me what you got out of five. Don't spoil uh. anything because I still haven't seen it. Um, I'm gonna see it soon, I'm, very soon. I'm gonna say. If out of five stars, I yep. probably would give it. I'd probably give it a five star. Wow. If it, on a scale of one to ten, I'd probably give it like a nine point five. Wow. I mean, that's a glowing review by somebody that watched every one of these things. I did. I did spend a lot of time though over the last couple of weeks. I watched WandaVision, Rico. I watched Loki. I watched the Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon. That was my favorite, probably out of all those. Yeah, Winter Soldier and the Falcon. I still got to watch Hawkeye. So I do I, but I heard Hawkeye was very good. Um, but, so. yeah, uh, it, it was better. Uh, Shang-Chi was Well, that okay. was very good. I enjoyed that one. It was good. The external internals were, uh, I think they tried to bite off more than they could chew in that movie. But this one, this one to me ranks right up there with Civil War. Which okay. to me is still, it's the best. The best one. Well, just don't tell that to your radio partner because he was crapping on it yesterday. Of course, <laughs> of course, it was. Well, oh, he, I, see, did he finally watch him? He said he finally watched it, and he he gave it like a C minus. I think. Because he's a loser. What yeah. Well, I think a C minus is like an A in his book. Right, because you know he hates puppies and he yeah. hates everything. Hey, C's get you that degree, don't don't they? Right, right. <laughs> All right, man. All right, I'm going to let you get out of here. Uh, thanks, to everybody, for listening. For Evan Jenkins, I'm Rico Beard. Thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone. Make sure you tell your friends. Make sure you keep subscribing. Appreciate it. And we'll be back with, uh, I guess, some post-game stuff. I don't know, Evan. Maybe we try and do something uh, Monday or over the weekend after we know more about what happens with Michigan State and Michigan in their football game. I'm good with Monday. Let's aim for Monday. All right, let's aim for Monday. Until then, folks, be safe. Happy holidays to you. Thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone.